Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and so much more. We are looking for you out on social media each and every day. Well, as most people know, the program in Georgia that provides financial assistance with child care is called CAPS, or Child Care and Parent Services, and it's administered right here at DECAL. We're excited to announce that DECAL will soon begin administering the provider management function of the CAPS program. That's the work that's currently and has historically been performed by our contractor, Maximus. And Commissioner, as you know, we're making these changes to provide more streamlined services and to increase the service levels for the child care providers who support CAPS parents and children. Yes, absolutely. And um, although this is a, a big change and a real you know, heavy lift for our CAPS team, uh, you know, we're known for our customer service at DECAL. We hope this will improve that for our providers of CAPS scholarships. Well, they're partners with us in helping Georgia families and our youngest learners. So we're excited about talking uh, about this today. Joining us to talk about the new CAPS Provider Relations Unit is Kay Mayfield, CAPS Provider Relations Director at DECAL. And Ann Panzika is the Education and Outreach Manager. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, let's jump right in here. I, I did want to point out something. Kay and Ann are probably known by listeners if you have interacted with DECAL at all. Um, Kay may be even more than Ann because Kay's been here a little while and I've been here, I've been here about 11 years. And I wanted to give our listeners an idea of who you are and what you do now, but then also what you've done in the past. They may know you with decal, not necessarily with cap. So let's start by you guys talking about your background with the agency and what brought you to the CAPS program. Okay, let's start with you. Okay, yeah, sure. I've been with decal for 26 years now. Hello, and 26. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and I have worked in a... A variety of programs at DECAL. I actually started in the child care services division, visiting child care learning centers. And um, I've also worked in the nutrition division. So I worked with providers who were on the uh, CACFP, Child and Adult Care Food Program, and the Summer Food Service Program. Um, I've also worked in the audits and compliance division and in, in, with the same program, but a different capacity. Um, and then from there, in 2018, I moved into the CAPS program, and I initially worked in scholarship administration, functional area, and then now I moved to this role with CAPS Provider Relations. So I've worked with providers quite a bit throughout my career with DECAL um, in various ways. So I'm happy to be um, in this new capacity and uh, supporting them in this way. Yeah, that's great. Uh, now, you said 26 years. So you started with the Office of School Readiness, I guess, right? That's right. I did. Okay. So DECAL is uh, 20 years old, I think, uh, in 2024, because it started in 2004. Um, interesting. And, that, and, and what I really admire about Kay is she's always up for a challenge. So when I would hear that she was moving to a new role, I would go, 
wow, that may or may not have anything to do with what she was doing before, <laughs> but she's up for a challenge. But has it helped you in the current role to, to have those previous roles, do you think? Definitely. Um, you know, when you've worked in uh, childcare services or nutrition or, you know, autism plants, you, you pick up on, you know, the things that all these other programs do and um, just the different acts aspects of providers participating in those programs and what they have to do to, you know, be in compliance with this program and this, you know, all the various programs. So yeah, it's very helpful. Right. Well, I mean, you think about it, a relationship um, at DECAL with a provider, let's say the person works in audits and compliance, that's going to be a little different than the relationship you have if you're a pre-K specialist <laughs> or if you're a, a child care services consultant. So yeah, I think all of those roles gives you a, a better understanding of kind of where you're standing now. And that's that's terrific. Uh, Anne, how about you? Okay. So I've been with Provider Relations now since December. Um, prior to that, I was in instructional support. So I was with the Child and Family Development Division and I worked with Bridget Radijak and it was a wonderful experience. I came over to CAPS because uh, my background is actually in CAPS. Um, prior to coming over to DECAL, I was in CAPS in California. So I was in the CAPS program there and the resource and referral program also. I was the manager of an office there in Yolo County. And um, prior to that, I was a provider myself. So I was a director for a number of years for a child care center and a site supervisor for before and after school programs. So that's a little bit about my background. And um, CAPS is very near and dear to my heart because I was a CAPS parent. So I love being able to give back. So when I saw this opportunity open up, I was so excited because not only is it in CAPS, but it's also in provider relations, which is also another thing that's dear, near and dear to my heart um, because you know of my background being a provider. I don't know if I knew all of that. <laughs> about about you, especially being a CAPS parent. That's amazing that you can, what do they call CAPS in California, by the way? Well, it's changed over the years. Um, when I was a part of it, it was called Sierra Nevada Children's Services hmm. because of the location where I was. Um, and in Yolo County, it was actually called the CAPP program. So we called it CAP. Um, oh, it was, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> that is interesting. Lots of good experience. That's for sure. Just with K and Ann. Well, bringing provider relations in-house is a shift from how this work has been done historically. Can you talk about why the decision was made to change this model? So the reason for the change is to streamline the process for providers. So in our current state, CAPS providers will contact Maximus for some issues and then DECAL for other issues. But in our future state, they can re reach out to DECAL CAPS provider relations for all their needs. We care very much about the needs of our providers and how valuable their time is. And so we feel like it would be so much simpler for them to have a one-stop shop, to have one place to go. And it's our goal to make this process easier for them and to give them the support that they need. So provider relations, the functional area will contain four teams uh, that will each have a key function in serving our CAPS providers. Can, can you tell us more about the teams and uh, what they'll be responsible for? Yeah, sure. Uh, the four teams will be enrollment services, provider support, quality assurance and payment, and education and outreach. So enrollment services will focus on enrolling providers in the CAPS program and renewing those providers. Um, they will also um, review any rate requests and coordinate with our quality innovations and partnerships division, our equip division, um, on any quality rated tier um, or um, 
statuses. Um, so our provider support team, they will be our first point of contact for all provider calls um, and support our providers with any billing, payment, and scholarship issues and connect providers with resources to resolve those issues. And then our quality assurance and payments team will receive and review provider invoices and ensure timely payment um, and overseeing complete quality assurance processes so those payments made to the providers are accurate. And then our education and outreach team will conduct outreach to providers to explain the benefits of being a CAPS provider and to promote CAPS participation. They'll also conduct new CAPS provider orientations and ongoing training um, and offer technical assistance to enhance their success in our program. That's a lot of different divisions, but um, <laughs> um, so that's a big change, as we've said before, um, and you, this is a, huge, a new process, a new organizational structure. Where are we in this process? So we've hired managers for each functional area, and we've also hired all the coordinators and most of the consultants. And, and um, we're using the term Maximus. I think most folks that have uh, worked uh, within CAPS or, or receive CAPS services know what Maximus is. Um, they have a provider portal and a system for provider management. Will provider relations have a system like that uh, for providers as well? We will. We're actually currently um, in the system build process right now. Um, so we're also building a new team and building a new system. So it's definitely, we're very busy right now at provider relations. Um, so the provider portal will be used by providers to enter and update their information, view scholarships for children, enter attendance, communicate with pro the provider relations team, and so much more. It's going to be extremely user-friendly and we're really excited about it. Um, so that's also in the works. So when will the new team and the new system go live and will there be training and instructions for providers on who to contact now and how to use the new portal? So we're slated to go live in the fall of 2023 and we will have resources like training, handouts and um, provide any instructions um, before we transition. And we want to make sure that all of our providers are comfortable with using the new system and understand our team and who to contact. So we'll be giving updates regularly through email and other means um, as we as we move along. Um, and so it's important for the providers to be on the lookout for those. So check your email, make sure your emails are current because um, um, we're going to be sending out information in the coming months. OK, so if you're a provider and you're listening this week, make sure to check your email Training dates and information on the way. Big launch coming this fall uh, as school is starting back and all of that. So that's an exciting thing to, to consider. Um, and just to be clear, who should providers contact if they need assistance with payments or issues now? And then who should they contact if they have questions uh, about these changes? So for now, providers should continue to contact Maximus if they need assistance. We'll be communicating to providers when and how they can contact provider relations before the change occurs. Yeah, so a lot of communication coming out in the next several months. What are some new and exciting things that providers can expect from the new CAPS provider relations team? Well, our vision for our team is to optimize the child care provider's experience in the CAPS program. And we want to do this by helping to coordinate all the different services um, of the decal programs and innovating our system 
and of course, providing unparalleled customer support. So most of the staff that we have hired for this team have worked in other functional areas of CAPS and other programs in DECAL. And as we talked about before, having that background and that knowledge base is always helpful um, to help make things more efficient for providers. Additionally, we've created a specific team, ANS team, um, to provide personalized technical assistance to providers and trainings based on their requests and identified needs. And with our new system, the providers will see more features. Um, they're used to logging into the system to submit their attendance for their children and bill for services. But in addition to these features, providers will be able to log into the system to enroll and complete their annual renewal, which if most of the information is the same, it really should only be updating new information. So we want to make we want to streamline and make things easier for our providers. We have we're trying to automate other processes and move away from paper. Um, so providers will see more features in the system to make requests or update or report issues with payments directly into the system. This will helpfully, um, we hope to eliminate, you know, for them to have to not have to call. Um, well, they can still call, of course. We have a whole team dedicated to receiving those calls. But we're really trying to make it easier for them because we know they're busy. They don't always have time to call, but they may be um, able to log into the system and just submit a ticket. Um, so they'll see more features in the system. I'm really excited about that. So again, coming this fall, and that's why we wanted to get the word out right now to let you know that it's on the way. You'll be getting more information uh, on email. Lots of great information today, folks. Uh, and remind us again, where can we, uh, where can providers go for more information? And then where should families of children go? We're talking more about the provider side today, but where can families go for more info? So for providers, um, they can contact Provider Relations at an email address that we have just for them. It's capsproviderSupport at decal.ga.gov. And we're also working on a web page on DECAL's main page that will be available soon. So that's also a place where families could go and check on you know, the status of where Provider Relations is at. And um, that is forthcoming. That will be uh, live very soon. Very good. Commissioner, you and I were talking the other day with a reporter and you said something that kind of surprised me. I didn't realize that right now CAPS is serving around 70,000 children. Yes, actually over 70,000. Uh, you know, we um, committed to at least an additional 10,000 with some of our COVID relief dollars. Um, and it's grown to over 70,000, which we're happy to be able to support you know, more children. We will have to get back down to 50,000 when the money runs out, because like we've been talking about, you know, I feel like everybody's paying attention now that the one time money will eventually run out. So we'll need to get 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 back down, but it will be a gradual attrition of families. We'll get back down to the 50,000 in a year or so. But right now it's over 70,000. Wow, that's impressive. And then uh, the other news out of CAPS is the fact that we're extending um, a, a very important uh, part of CAPS through September 2024. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, so we implemented what we call ACCESS in May of 2021, where we uh, committed to paying the full cost of childcare for families who receive CAPS. That, remains, that means the full cost of tuition that their provider is paying and the family fee that they usually pay. And so uh, we had originally committed to September of 2023, and we just announced a month or so ago that we'll be able to extend that to September of 2024. The only difference is in October, 
families will begin paying that family fee again. And that's just a matter of our federal funding source requiring that families pay a family fee. Um, But, you know, that'll get families back into the routine of budgeting for um, that really pretty small cost of childcare. Uh, We've made some really nice improvements over the last several years. So families will pay no more than 7% of their income, which is kind of the best practice uh, when you look at all the research on what families should pay for childcare, especially families with low income. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're very happy to announce that through September 2024. So another year and several months of that for families. Very good. More information on our website as well at decal.ga.gov if you'd like that. Almost out of time, but I'd love to ask Kay and Ann, what is your vision, your hope for all of these changes that you're working on now, they're going to be coming to fruition in the fall. Kay, what would you say? What's your hope for all of this? Well, what I hope is what I uh, mentioned earlier in our vision. We really want our provider's experience in the CAPS program to be fantastic. We, We want to streamline the processes, and we just really, we use the word optimize, and that's what we want to do. We want to optimize their experience in the CAPS program. So that's my hope. I love that. Thank you. And how about you? Well, mine's kind of the same. I want providers to be able to feel supported. I want them to feel that we're responsive to them. I want, um, basically, I want our unit to meet their needs. As a provider, you know, my background as a provider, I remember looking for trainings and I could never find trainings for staff. I want to be able to provide them with the trainings that they need in education outreach. And if they have, if they need any assistance at all, I want to be able to have our team provide that technical assistance. And um, just for providers to feel supported and valued and to increase the number of providers in the CAPS program too, because that's going to be able to increase the choice for families, you know, and um, we know that providers that are in the CAPS program also are quality rated if they're licensed. So that's also improving the quality of these programs. So I'm looking at it as something that could just be wonderful, wonderful resource for providers. Right. I love that. Wonderful, fantastic, optimize. All of those are great words. And uh, that's what's going to be happening uh, in Georgia's CAPS program. Again, if you're a provider and maybe we didn't cover a question that you had today uh, and gave you the email address, CAPS Provider Support at decal.ga.gov. That's CAPS Provider Support at decal.ga.gov. Kay and Ann, thanks so much for being with us today. We look forward to some great news coming this fall. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, my name is Cheryl Wilhite, and I work in the Human Resources Division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, how long have you worked in state government, and what kinds of jobs did you hold before joining state government? Well, hello, Cheryl, and thank you for your question. So um, on July 13th of this year, I will have been in state government for 24 years, uh, which I never expected when I started way back in 1999, as I like to say, you know, the 20th century, the 1900s. That was a long time ago, right after I graduated from college. So I started in the Court of Appeals clerk's office, uh, which was a really good learning experience. And I really learned kind of the business environment and the office environment. So that was really um, a good experience. Then I went on to work 
for uh, the governor's office of planning and budget. And I was there for 13 years in different roles and different policy areas. And then in 2014, I was appointed as the interim commissioner at DECAL by then Governor Deal. And I'm still here uh, nine years later. So that's kind of been my um, history in state government as a public servant. Now, let me ask you, in 1999, what was it called again? The the Clerk of Courts Office? It or? was the Court of Appeals. I worked in court the of Clerk's Appeals. Office for the Court of Appeals. Yeah. Court of Appeals Office. Was mm-hmm. that work remote or hybrid? Uh, yeah, right. It was in the <laughs> office on time. You didn't leave early. Uh, you didn't have a you didn't have a long lunch. It was yeah. Remember Very those days? Structured. Yeah, there was no hybrid. I know. I don't even know if we had the technology to do hybrid at that point, honestly. <laughs> I don't think they would know what that meant if you were to ask that question. No. Think about that, 1999. And then where did you park your covered wagon back in the... <laughs> <laughs> was I there a, parking... a really scary building, which is no longer there, called the Archives Building. Oh, yeah. Which is where the Nathan Deal Judicial Center is now, which is a beautiful building if you've beautiful. been downtown. Yeah. The Archives Building was the Archives Building, and it had no windows. Right. And it was so heavy, it was sinking. But I parked under that building. (laughs) (laughs) And lived to tell about it. That's right. But it was that was a terrible parking space. (laughs) Okay. I don't have the the uh, information right in front of me here, but the great story about the archives building, it it was like a it looked like a large uh, granite building, basically. I know I don't know if it really was granite, but it kind of had that appearance. It had smoke coming out of it for a while back in the day. Because that's how I remember we're getting close to downtown. Because when I was a kid, I'd see that building. But it's timeless. It could be in the future. It could be in the past. And it's been used in more Atlanta-based movies than I think any other building. And the folks uh, that do a lot of the Marvel comics uh, say they love that building because it could be in any time frame. Really? It could be in the future. It could be in the past. uh, Because it was in the past. But it just had that look. You're right. No windows. No windows. Very, very. That's yeah. interesting. How long were you there? Um, uh, Less than two years. Okay. Yeah. So you escaped, got into a regular parking space. Yeah, then I got into <laughs> a regular parking space. Those were hard to come by. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get we on a waiting park- list to get a parking space in state right. government. Those days, we- in the old days. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. That's interesting. Okay. Well, and and uh, one final question. Would you encourage others to consider a career in state government? You know, I would. And I know that's strange to say because sometimes we get a bad rap. Um, but there's just so many opportunities in state government. You can work for lots of different state agencies that have different missions and visions and policy areas um, while building tenure within state government. So, um, yeah, I would encourage folks to look into it. There's so many different opportunities. Very good. Here's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What does CAPS stand for? What does CAPS, C-A-P-S, stand for? Answer that correctly. You could win a nice prize from Chick-fil-A, College Football Hall of Fame, Fun Spot America, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, Georgia Public Broadcasting, Lakeshore Learning Materials, McDonald's, Savoy Automobile Museum in Cartersville, The School Box, and Wild Adventures Theme Park in Valdosta. Again, what does CAPS stand for? 
Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could win a great prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences in partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.